Hey family, this is Josh Eggerson. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Faith Restored podcast. Faith Restored is a local church with a global mission to reach the lost and teach the found. And it's our hope that the word you're about to hear today encourages you, inspires you, and builds your faith. If you'd like to learn more about Faith Restored, you can visit us on our website at faithrestored.church. Now let's go live into this week's message. If you don't mind, stand for the reading of God's word. We'll be starting a reading in the book of Psalms chapter 66. Psalms chapter 66. We will commence at verse 8 and conclude at verse 12. Verse 8 of Psalm Psalm 66, commencing at verse 8, concluding at verse 12. Bless our God, O peoples, and sound his praise abroad, who keeps us in life and does not allow our feet to slip. For you have tried us, O God. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid an impressive burden upon our loins. You made men ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through water. But I love this part. Yet you brought us out into a place of abundance. Lord, we thank you for this preaching moment. Give me the tongue of the learned. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, God, be acceptable in your sight. Thank you for teaching clarity, preaching authority. Thank you that your people will be edified, you glorified, your word clarified. The devil terrified, heaven notified. And we give you the glory right now for everything that you will do in this house today. In Jesus' matchless name we pray, amen. As you go down to your seats, say the process. The process, the process, the process. Everyone in this place at one time or another, we've all sought a blessing from the Lord. We've all asked God to deliver us, whether spiritual, physical, relational, or financial. We have all asked God for something that we either wanted or needed. However, when God moved to answer us because we in our human nature do not understand the highways of God's method, that it is oftentimes paradoxical and unorthodox. We resist the path and plan of God to bring us to the promise because we don't understand his mind. That in order to gain, he said, you must first be willing to lose. In order to be found, you must be first willing to get lost. You have to go down before you get up. And in order to live, you must first be ready to die. 
before you can ever be elevated, you must first be willing to be humbled. We fail because we do not understand the prosperity, the blessing of God that makes rich and adds no sorrow with it is not merely something you're going to walk into, but it is something that you must be processed into. There is no three-step program for a blessing. There is no five principles to follow to get to the place that God wants you to be. But you must be willing to go on a journey. In fact, Jesus said in the book of John chapter 8, he said, you be, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. That word continue means if you journey, if you stay in and continue to walk through my word, then are you my disciples indeed. There is a voyage to a, a blessing. There is a journey to a blessing. And on this voyage, like we've all seen voyages, want me to name some for you? The Wizard of Oz. It took all of that for the, the cowardly lion to realize he already had courage. Maybe you don't like that. I like Lord of the Rings. You got the Hobbit. He went on the journey. He had to learn some things. The journey and the process of the Lord is something that will shape us. It is something that will bake us. It's something that's going to make you, mold you, fold you, and you will be broken before you're ever blessed. Uh, you will go through some things. You will experience this, some heartbreaks, some, some suffering, some tears, some sleepless nights. There are no immediate approvals in life's blessings. But one must be proved through life's sufferings. For many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers me out of them all. There is a pre-qualification process. There are certain things in God that are not based on faith alone in God. But one must also show their faithfulness to God. One's ability to trust God even when he is not traceable, even when I can't see him even when I don't understand, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it hurts me, even when it embarrasses me, even when I get my feelings hurt and people are looking at me funny and laughing, I must be willing to trust God when I can't trace him. I must be able to love him even when it seems like he hates me because why would he allow me to face these things? And that is what we are seeing here in this particular passage of Scripture. We see the historic rise of Israel from poverty to prosperity through this snapshot autobiography of the Psalms author. I want us to note the process that he says brought them to their blessing. First thing he said is God tried us. Tried here from the Hebrew denotes a divine examination. God has an inspection process that nobody other than he himself is qualified to perform on our lives. 
uh, people can look at us on the outward outside and say, you look like you're ready. I don't know why that's going on in your life, but God has a trying process that he puts our lives through some things to reveal what is on the inside of us. Proverbs 17:3 says it like this, a hot furnace tests silver and gold, but the Lord knows your heart. Uh, you can get in the profit line and they can see you dressed up in your three-piece suit or your nice dress with your heels and they'll tell you you look like money and you're ready to be blessed. But God is the one that is looking at the internal parts, the posture of your heart. While the doctor can use medical advancements, he has a stethoscope to hear the pitter patterns of the heart. While a CAT scan can see through the skin tissue down into the organs and the muscles and bones, only God has the technology to see into the invisible nature of man's heart. He knows my words, the Bible says, before my lips have even uttered them. He knows my thoughts when they are afar off. The very intents of the words that I speak out of my mouth, God knows what they're moving. He knows what time you're going to lie down, and he knows what time you're going to get up. He knows how many times you're going to toss and turn in bed at night. Now, no microscope has gone there before. There is no telescope that's seen that far. There is no x-ray, no polygraph, no MRI, no satellite, no army drone, no scientific probe that can do that. Only God has the license capability to try the heart of a man. God tries our very nature to reveal who we really are. Tried here further denotes two things, a purpose and a process. The purpose was to evaluate the quality of the metal, whether it was going to be 14 karat gold or 10 or 24 karat gold. Uh, this is the process. He says, I must, the purpose of the trying is to reveal how pure you are, what your motives. If I took away your house, you were singing, any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. But if I tried you, what would come out of your heart? I know things in your life look pretty right now, but if I touched one of your children, if I touched your finances, if I touched that personal relationship that you had, how would you trust me? The process here of, rub, uh, of trying is to rub gold on what is known as a black stone. And when you would rub the gold on a black stone, it would begin to reveal the true colors on the inside of it. Have you ever had God rub you and you saw there were some colors inside of you that you didn't think were there anymore? That God, oh, you thought you were over cussing. You thought you was over lying. You thought you was over that. But God had a way of putting you in the right circumstance and rubbed you and brought a color out you and he said I, 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 I know you thought you was ready but you're not ready there because that 
has to be removed from the inside of you. The color pattern would then be compared with the patterns of a pure stone to determine its quality. So as he's rubbing you, he's saying, see, you're not as much like Jesus as you thought. There's still some issues in you that you, I know you were saved and sanctified and you go, no evil had you done, but God has a way of showing us uh, who we really are on the inside. And this is what God will do to you if he plans to use you. Oh, he will rub you against test. He will rub you against trials. He will rub you against situations. He will rub you against all kinds of stressors to reveal the quality of your faith and your character. God will allow trouble to come into your life in order to reveal to you that you are not who you think you are. You are not as holy as you claim to be. You are not as pure as you give off at times. You are not ready yet for what God wants to give you. And it is easy to say I'm delivered when there is no temptation. Most of us aren't delivered. We're just distracted. It's not that you're not doing. No one's just not interested in you right now. So now in this season where you are, it's not that you've actually been delivered. You just haven't been given the right circumstance to perform what you would used to do. Uh, but God has a way of putting you in a place where temptation comes to test you. And he tells us in the book of James uh, that no man is tempted unless he's first drawn away by his own lust. Uh, you thought that thing was dead and buried. You thought you had put the nick and put the period right there. But God put you in that situation uh, because you had been crying out for a blessing. Uh, but he put you in a circumstance huh, where now he says, yes, I'm going to move for you, huh? but we still need to deal with that thing in your life. Huh? I'm ready where there is nothing else to do. We're always ready. We were going to church. Huh? As long as you didn't have a car, you was bumming rides, huh? but for some reason when you got that car, something always was coming up on Sunday morning. Huh? Something was always coming, but we were faithful huh? because we weren't really delivered, but we were distracted. And so God puts us through tough times to reveal the genuineness of our heart. He puts us on a job with a not-so-nice co-worker, and he, uh, we thought we were over having an attitude. And now God puts you right next to somebody uh, that you had just moved jobs to get away from, and you found that same test at the new place because God says it wasn't the job, it wasn't the person, it was you. I'm trying to work on. Huh? And so he says a stone could look pure. Huh? It could pass pure on the surface. Huh? It could look good to the naked eye. We might pass the ministerial exam, huh? but God has a way, even after you pass the ministerial exam, huh? to rub you against the right affliction, huh? to bring out a nature, a part of us that he says, I still need to work on that. Huh? And you have to know every now and then God rubs you to reveal your reactions. Huh? God rubs you to reveal the real you. Huh? But the text does not stop here uh, with just the trying of gold. 
This text goes on to talk about how God refined them like silver. Uh, the process of refinement is known as smelting. Pure silver can only be extracted by heating the impure silver over an openly hot flame and fanning it until all of the impurities begin to fall off and come out of it. And some of you have found yourself in a fiery season and you didn't understand why God had you in this fiery season. But this fiery season is there to bring some stuff out out of you uh, so that God can remove them. Uh, he's allowed them to come to the surface uh, so that he could deal with them. Uh, the only way to get to the presence to the precious was to go through the process. Uh, the only way to become pure was to go through the purification exam. Uh, the only way for silver to get rid of the dirty, deadly contaminants uh, is to go through something that people would say is dangerous. The process would be done over and over and over again. In fact, he would take it out, look at it, make sure it looked clean. He said, I, 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 guess what? There's something else in there. And he would stick it back in the fire. And some of us have found our lives over the last few months or even the last few years where God has seemingly let you out of the fire. You thought you was all done. You thought the process was all over. And then just when you thought you was about to go somewhere and do something else has God ever stuck you back in the fire again and you're like Lord what is it I thought we were done with that and God says no not yet I'm raising some stuff out of you I'm working on the inside of you I'm cleaning you up somebody in this place lift your hands and say Lord purify me Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the only way to get to pure silver is to go through the process. Uh, because while the trying reveals the quality, uh, the, re the refining produces purity. Uh, yes, you start off with the trying. Uh, it shows you the quality of the metal. But here in this refining, uh, it is the process by which you go to that next level. Uh, and this is what God will do and has done. Uh, God did to me and he will do it to you. He will keep putting you in the fire. He will keep turning the trouble. He will begin to blow in your life in order to purify you and make you what he needs you to be. He wants you to see your true value. God wants to maximize your purpose. You're only going to have to stay in the heat just for a little while longer. You can't run this time. You can't even say you're not going to make it. But you have to learn to trust the Lord. And you have to learn to say, God, I'm going to take every lesson that you're trying to give me. Though you slay me, yet will I trust you. In fact, I'm going to do exactly what Job said. I'm going to hold on until change comes. Is there anybody? in here can say you've been holding on. It's been a dark season. It's been a hard season. It's been a crying season. It's been an embarrassing season. But God had a plan for your life. Somebody in here today can understand, can understand why you are where you are. Why you're going through what you're going through. Can I tell you it's because God has you in the refiner's fire. You might feel like you're going 
going to die, but you're not. You may feel like you're not going to make it, but I want you to know God is just purifying you. It won't be long before you say weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. In other words, you got to realize that it's only a one-night stand. Weeping can only spend one night, but joy is going to return. And before you know it, you will find out that God has brought you to that place of flawlessness. But not only does he try us, not only does God refine me, but God, the text says, God allows my enemies to catch me burden me and walk all over me. I want you to understand God will deliberately place his children in places so where it seemed like God has just some type of way orchestrated you to be right at the mercies of your enemies. Uh, you're looking at them and you need help from them and you're crying because you're saying, Lord, I did all I could to do right. And when I did right, evil was always present. The enemy was always seemingly winning. Huh? But what I found out here about this text is, is when you get to that place where God allows your enemies to put a table around you. When God allows you to go through circumstance and it seems like everybody is laughing at you. Huh? That's when you're almost there. You're almost to the end of it. Huh? Look at somebody and say, I'm almost there. Huh? Uh, look at another neighbor and say, you almost there. Huh? You've been going through it for a while. Huh? You've been going through the depression for a while. You've been going through anxiety for a while. You've been going through hurt and pain for a while. But God says you're almost there. I know in this day and age we don't believe that God wants us to be uncomfortable. But I come to tell you that God breaks us before he blesses us. He puts us in uncomfortable places. He said even the youth shall faint and the young men will utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord. They shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings and eagles. They'll walk and not be weary. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. I know in this day and age it seems like it's just not of God to suffer. We believe that God cares about our temporal happiness. But I cannot tell you now God will hurt you right now to help you later. God will put you through things that will break you and all so he can raise you up uh, and do something in your life. Uh, somebody is upset because you got an evil boss and they were allowed to fire you. Uh, somebody got the best of you. Uh, your problems are piling up all around you. Uh, you're upset because it seems like all hell has broken loose in your life and there is seemingly no relief. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that God knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, he has never left you nor has he forsook you. Huh? And that literally means God has never went in front of you huh? and said, come on and catch up to me. Huh? And God has never sent you ahead of him huh? and said, I got just in your back. Huh? But God has said, I'm always been right by your side. Huh? Even when you were there with the enemies capped around you, huh? I prepared a table for you huh? in the presence of your enemies. Huh? God catches all of us. Huh? God put pressure on all of us. 
us. Uh, but I want you to know how I address each verse. Uh, Lord, did you? Uh, see, that's what it says in the text. Uh, and if God, every time he said, Lord, did you? Uh, did you allow this to happen? Uh, but God says, I did that uh, to refine you, uh, to bring you out, uh, to bring you to a place uh, that he can now control your life. Uh, he's bringing you to a place where he can now say, you know what? If I bless you this time, uh, I don't have to worry about going to look for you. Uh, I don't have to go about looking how to find you. Uh, because what I did is I brought you to a place of cleanliness. Uh, because I tried you. And not only did I try you, I refined you. Not only did I refine you, but I let your enemies get the best of you. Uh, but then he did one final thing, and I'm getting out of here. Uh, God said, he, you sent me through the fire, and you sent me through the flood. Uh, but while early I spoke of the fire that purifies, uh, this is not no friendly fire. Uh, this particular fire here in verse chapter verse uh, 11, uh, this fire here in this particular verse uh, is a consuming fire. Uh, the fire I spoke about earlier uh, removes all of the impurities. Uh, the fire that was spoken about earlier purified the gold and made it look better. Uh, but then God says just when you thought it was going to get worse, uh, just when you thought things were going to get better, uh, God says, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to take what you have left uh, and I'm going to burn it all the way down. Uh, have you ever had God come into your life uh, and you say, Lord, you put me through the fire to purify me. Uh, you put me through the smelting to clean me up. You allow my enemies to embarrass me. You allow my friends to talk about me. And just when I had a little bit of left to hold on to, here you come for the rest of it. Lord, what else are you going to take away from me? Has anybody ever had a what else moment where in life you did not know what was going on? God, I can't believe it's gotten this bad. You took my wife. You took my kids, you took my house, you took my car. I don't know, but I've been there before. I done lost my car and lost everything. Had my house struck by lightning, blowing up stuff everywhere. And then you get to a place where you're like, Lord, I don't understand. But this physical fire comes to take everything. It comes to destroy relationships. It comes to bring things to a place of passivity. But after the fire, God says, I'm going to send the water. And this water is a good thing because this water begins to purify. It begins to wash away all the rubble. It tells you to forget those formal things. And it says, because behold, guess what? I'm about to do something new in your life. So sometime God took you through the fire in order to move everything else out of your life. So he can bring you now to a place where he can give you a brand new start. And some of you didn't understand the plan that God had. But I want you to know that God has a plan huh? and he's about to bring you through it. Huh? In the book of Isaiah chapter 43 huh? and verse 2 it says when you pass through the water huh? I'll be with you. Huh? When you cross rivers you will not drown. Huh? When you walk through fire you will not be burnt. Huh? Nor will the flames huh? be able to hurt you. Huh? The message version says it like this. Huh? When you pass when you're in over your head huh? I will be there. Huh? When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't even be a dead end. Why don't you look at somebody and say, it's not over yet. You may not have anything or anybody left, 
but there is one promise left here in this text uh, that after you go through the fire and the flood, uh, after your enemies have kept you, uh, after your enemies have burdened you down, uh, after you've been refined and after you've been tried, uh, God has something else for you uh, because he said, after I went through all of that, uh, God can still bless me. After I've lost it all, God can still bless me. After I lost my house, God can still bless me. After I've been broke, after I've been lonely, after I've been confused, God can still bless me. Why don't you look at a neighbor and say, neighbor, I know it's been bad in your life, but God can still bless you. After the examination, after the scraping, after the refining, after the slavery, after the abuse, after the sickness, after the loss, after the abandonment, God can still bless you. After that child left home, after that child went to bed, after you had a child out of wedlock, God can still bless you. After the death, after the divorce, after the pain, after the struggle, after the worst situation of your life, God, God will still bless you. He'll still hold you up. He'll still make a way when you go through it. He can bless you and make it worthwhile. Look at verse 12 now. And I'm going to my seat. He said, you made me to ride over my head. We went through the fire and we went through the flood. But I like this clause here. He says, yet... In spite of, in spite of the pain, in spite of the heartache, you still were able to bless me. Can anybody testify that God, I say God, he made a way out of no way. He brought you from a mighty long way. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting ready to close. But as I close, uh, there are four types of psalms. Uh, there's a lament psalm. Uh, I sing it because I'm sad. Uh, there's a thanksgiving song. Uh, I sing it because I'm happy. Uh, there's a didactic song. Uh, I sing it uh, because it's teaching me something. Uh, but right here, uh, this is a psalm of praise. Uh, is there anybody uh, got a praise in here uh, to say, I can sing a song? That the angels can't see. He brought me. Yeah, he brought me from a mighty long way. Has he brought you? Say yeah. Say yeah. I'm closing now. But are there any praises in this house today that can praise God because you survived? Has anybody survived the worst of times? Has he ever made a way? Has he ever dried your tears? Say yeah. Say yeah. 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 Somebody ought to help me praise him. I'm going home, but I didn't got happy. If I look back over my life, 
over the last few years. I'm not gonna tell you my whole story, but I done been through foreclosure. I've been in the back of ambulances time and time again. I was in a flood inside of my Chrysler 300. In the middle of that, went under in the flood with me sitting on the inside. Went home in the rain. Roof got struck by lightning. I said, Lord, what else are you going to do? He says, I'm breaking you to bless you. Lean over on the neighbor and say, God's been breaking me in order to bless me. And for that reason, I got to praise him. For that reason, I got to give him the glory. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. And so verse 13 says, after God brought him into a wealthy place, verse 13 says, they said, now nah, I got to give him praise for where the Lord's brought me. Does anybody have a praise in advance for where God's taking you? Look at somebody say, I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. I'm somewhere in the future. Breakers may dash, storms may rise, but I, I will not stray because he holds me fast. And I, I'm gonna bless him because he's been good to me. I'm gonna praise him because he's been good. Has he been good? Has he been good? Has he been good? Has he processed you? Has he been good? Has he tried you? Ain't he good? Say yes! Yeah! 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 Yes! Somebody help me. I'm going home now. But somebody help me, give him the praise for what he's done. I want you to take the next 30 seconds and I want you to just praise God. Praise him because of who he is. Praise him because he made a way. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Come on, praise it. Anybody got to praise? Anybody got to praise? Come on, a few more seconds. Open their mouth and just praise it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last thing. Tell that neighbor, neighbor, if you're looking at me, you're looking at a miracle. I've been processed. I've been broken. I've been bruised. I've been scorned. But he look at me. I'm still here. 